This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my YouTube channel. Free yoga is how I got started on my incredible yoga journey, and I want to bring you the same practices and principles that inspired me to begin my practice. On my channel, you'll find workouts and fitness videos, yoga flows, meditations, wellness vlogs, and more. You can click the link in my bio to subscribe to my channel and support me and free online yoga. Welcome to Balance Your Life podcast. My name is Megan Farrell and I am the host of the show. This podcast is designed to inspire and empower you to start and maintain your own wellness journey so you can become the best version of yourself. Let's begin. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of Balance Your Life podcast. I am your host, Megan Farrell-Gordon. Just adjusting my mic there. Oh my goodness, I was trying to talk so high up into it. (laughs) Hello, hello. I hope everyone had a great weekend. I hope you had a fabulous start to your week. And today's episode is really amazing if you're looking to kind of find some balance within the nutrition and health space. I sometimes find that this space can be super, super overwhelming. You're told to do all these things, to not consume all of these things, to eat this over that. And while I believe there are better options out there for us, I also just find that there's a lot of noise in this space. So today I am joined by Carrie Gans. Carrie is a nationally recognized registered dietitian nutritionalist and is the co-founder of Pitera Kitchen, a newly launched plant-forward pet food company. She is also a certified yoga teacher, author, speaker, and blogger. The Carrie Report, her own bi-monthly podcast and newsletter, helps to convey her no-nonsense and fun approach to living a healthy lifestyle. Carrie is a sought-after nutrition expert and has conducted thousands of interviews worldwide. She lives in New York City with her husband, Bart, and four-legged son, Cooper, is a huge animal lover, pseudo-professional TV binge-watcher, and martini enthusiast. As you can tell with that last bit of the bio, Carrie and I got along just well, although I must admit that I'm more of a margarita enthusiast. On this episode, we talk about her own personal health journey, why she doesn't believe in diets, small changes we can make daily to improve our overall health and wellness, and so much more. You guys are going to love Carrie. Make sure you go give her a follow after this. And with that, please welcome Carrie to the Balance Your Life podcast. I'm a huge fan of consuming water throughout the day, but sometimes it can be kind of boring. I like to jazz up my water, and one of my favorite ways to do that is by adding juicy strawberry peach electrolytes by Organica into my simple modern tumbler and drink it in the afternoon. I'm really particular about the supplements I consume, and these electrolytes are gluten-free, they're non-GMO, and caffeine-free. 
There are also no preservatives, there's no artificial colors or flavors, and no artificial sweeteners. There's zero sugar, five grams of grass-fed collagen per serving, and it's a source of magnesium, which we are all depleted in. This is such a simple way to add something good into your body, and it's easy to do. Drinking plain water, unfortunately, isn't always good enough, and we miss out on some vital hydration for our body. Not only do electrolytes hydrate you, but they help with maintaining water balance, muscle contraction, nerve impulses, and temperature regulation. And the collagen is a source of grass-fed protein, which helps improve the overall look and health of our skin, hair, and nails. Right now, Organica is giving my community 25% off their orders online when you use code MEGAN25, M-E-G-H-A-N, 25 at checkout. Grab the electrolytes, and I also really like the enhanced collagen with magnesium biglycinate and L-theanine for my nighttime wind-down drink. I just add it into my tea and snuggle in for a good night's rest. Don't forget to use code MEGAN, M-E-G-H-A-N, 25 at checkout to receive 25% off of your order. Enjoy! Welcome to the show, Carrie. I'm so excited to have you on. And I'm so excited to be here. I would love if you could give a little bio of who you are and where in the world you are currently joining me from today. Okay. Oh, sometimes I'm like, where do I begin? I will promise to keep it short and sweet. Uh, I'm joining you, though, from Manhattan, New York City, and uh, United States. I might as well go with all the details. And um, basically, I mean, I wear a lot of hats. We'll just speed up to right now what I'm doing. I am a registered dietitian nutritionist. That is my base of what I do or have been doing for many, many years. And I basically work as a media communicator. What that means is I work with various brands, delivering their messages to consumers. Lots of different ways via my own podcast called The Carry Report. I'm also on the Shape Advisory Board, the Forbes Advisory Board. I'm used as a media expert in lots of publications. I'm an author of a book, yada, yada, lots of different things. But recently, I decided to change gears a little bit and explore the world of pets. And recently I launched a pet food company with my partner, Jackie Nugent. And what we started, our launch products are 100% organic baking mixes. And everything we do in this company is gonna be sustainable, good for the environment, good for the pets, treating them like the humans that we all know that they are. They're our family members. And I kind of forayed it parade, I don't even know that's the word, into this, because during the pandemic, Jackie and I were like, oh, what are we going to do? We maybe need to rethink the nutrition world. What are we passionate about? And we're like, well, we really like our pets more than we like humans. What can we do in the pet world, knowing nothing about it, but being passionate for nutrition and our pets and the climate, our world, our planet? So we decided to bring it all together and Patera Kitchen was born. I love what there you're you doing. When I got your bio, I was like, oh my God, this girl does all the things. I love it. I but I would love yeah. to even back right up to the start of everything. Like, 
why did you first get into the world of nutrition? Was your family big in this space? Was it just like a catalyst in your life that led you down this path? You know, that's also another interesting story. Try to make it quick. <laughs> I don't go on too long, but I actually was in a whole nother field. I went to college. Well, I actually went to college for market for communications, switched to a marketing degree, graduated and ended up working in the Garmin Center. So for those of you who are not New Yorkers, that's 7th Avenue, the Garmin Center. And I was in sales. And I worked my way up to being a sales manager. And I was selling uh, better women's clothing nationally to department stores and specialty stores throughout the country. And then I met a man. It's always those men. And I met a man and I was like, I was traveling all the time. My life was crazy. And I was like, I don't know. He was in the healthcare field. Um, I was like, I need something else, something different. And just like that, I was like, hmm, I've always been interested in health. I took ballet for 18 years. Uh, I work out in the gym. I'm eating black beans and rice for lunch when nobody was even knowing what black beans were. I was always drinking water. I'm like, you know what? I think I'll go into the field of nutrition. And just like that, I Googled, oh no, wait a second, I'm dating myself. There was no Google then. Today, I would have Googled myself. There was no Google. I don't even know how. But anyway, I found a school, NYU, not hard to find, the biggest school in New York City, and um, went back to school and became a nutritionist. So I like to say there was some kind of epiphany, uh, but there really wasn't. It was kind of like how I decide to do things. And I just decided just like that to become a nutritionist. But the interesting thing about it is I had originally decided I was just going to open up a private practice and basically see patients. And that's all I was going to do. But fast forward, and then my career completely changed. And I did way more than I ever thought I would do in the world of nutrition. No, I love it so much. And I, you, you were mentioning that you were always kind of into the health and wellness space and Nutrition for me was one of those things I personally feel like uh, is a learning curve for me. Like I'm really into this, the space now, but I love, like I was reading your website and you said like, I hate kale. I hate kale and sweet potatoes, but I love French fries and martinis. And I was like, this girl gets it because I do find <laughs> yes. the nutrition world can be, oh my goodness. At times it can be so overwhelming. Do this don't do this, eat this type of diet, right. do this. And I'm like, but like, we're all different people. Even when people promote certain diets, I'm like, but I mean, does gender matter? Does size matter? Does where you came yes. from? Like yes. none of this stuff ever made sense to me why people would be like, it's this way or it's the highway. And right. it's, it can get very overwhelming to be in this space. So right. I love right. the approach yes. that you take. Thank you. It can be because you hear so many different things. And because today there is Google and there's a lot more and there's influencers everywhere you turn who think they know about nutrition and they don't. What they know about is themselves. And that's completely different than knowing about somebody else. I mean, before I entered the world of media, I was in private practice and I did see people of all shapes and sizes. And it was because of working with them that I actually decided to create my book, The Small Change Diet, because really it's just about making small changes. And what you might need to do might be different than your sister, your brother, your friend, your partner. I mean, nobody is the same. 
you also might like something and somebody else might not. And why should we feel bad about not liking kale? I mean, I do feel that some people come across in the nutrition world a little, I'm going to say elitist. It's like you have to eat organic. I mean, yeah, I'm all for the environment. Trust me. But I'm also more for people consuming fruits and vegetables that are available to them than I am about them seeking out organic and spending more money. No, I think it's, I, I love the approach you're taking. And I think it's so absolutely smart. Like, I, I again, on your website, it's like, I don't believe in good or bad foods. I believe in making better choices. And that's always been kind of my philosophy, like drink clean water. I do believe in finding good, clean water, but it's like, yeah, eat more veggies and more fruit. But like, you might be vegan, vegetarian, you might eat meat, there might be a different protein that you like a little bit more than others. Like it right. shouldn't be like it has to be this way, or you're doing it wrong. Right, there shouldn't be an all or nothing. And you should never be made to feel that you're doing something wrong. I mean, that's also part of it. I love a martini. I mean, right now, it's as we're chatting, it's dry January. I am not going to fault anybody for doing dry January. But the driest January I'm doing, I'm finding a very dry, dry, dry martini. Okay, that for me is my dry January. But for somebody else, we have to understand where we're all coming from. And I would never say, oh, you must do this or you must do that. My lunch today <gasps> didn't include a vegetable. Okay, but there was nothing green, red, white, nothing. On, I mean, I had two slices of bread. Tofu cream cheese, and only because I like tofu cream cheese, better than regular cream cheese, and two fried eggs. That was my lunch. And you know what? Some days it might be an omelet with veggies, or it might be a tuna sandwich piled with lettuce and tomato. But sometimes there's not a veggie to be had, and that's okay. I always say to people, it's what we do the majority of the time. It's not what we do the minority of the time. And it's also what we strive to do. Nothing. Perfection. If I sat here and told you that every meal I had or every meal that you had was perfect, we'd be having a whole nother conversation because that's a problem onto itself. I think you're the perfect person to ask this because I get asked this all the time and I'm like, I don't have cheat days. Like I remember posting just before the holidays, it was like a random Tuesday and my husband and I went out for lunch and I had like this sh delicious shrimp that it was in. Like I can only imagine how much cream it was in. It was wonderful, but Who cares? Right. and someone's like, cares? oh, it must be a cheat day. And I was like, I don't believe in those because I eat really well most of the time. And yeah, if I'm going out for lunch or dinner, I'm having something like shrimp that's dipped into God knows what. Something, and it was wonderful. Right. 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 Something that you might not make yourself. Here's where I step in on that. If you told me you ate all your meals out, like, and some people do. You know, I mean, they, they eat or they either eat all their meals out or they order all their meals in. Then I'm going to say, wait a second. You can't treat every one of those like a special meal. You just can't because you can't. I mean, as much as I'm saying, enjoy the shrimp with a cream sauce or fried shrimp or however that is. If that's your mainstay, if that's what you always go to then I'd be questioning if you're getting the other adequate nutrients that your body needs to thrive. But if you do it on occasion, who cares? What really matters, it's like when somebody goes out, or especially during the, during the holidays, and they overeat, and then the next day, they're like, all right, that's it, I can't eat. 
uh, can't eat, I, or I'm going to eat very little. No, what you should probably do is just get back to eating healthy. Don't restrict. Don't slap yourself on the wrist and think you did something wrong. Listen to your body, though. I mean, hey, sometimes maybe you just don't feel like it, meaning you feel like you'd rather a buttered roll for breakfast, which would not be the best choice, but maybe you woke up and you're like, that's all I want. But then hopefully you really pick yourself back up, like falling off a bike. You just get back right on and you resume what I'm going to call healthy eating. And healthy eating, I know because you could say, some people could say, well, what does that even mean? Well, it is different for different people, depending upon food intolerances, allergies, uh, cultural differences, ethics, lots of things. But overall, it's not restricting foods. It's including plenty of fruits and vegetables, 100% whole grains. It's watching portion sizes. That's a key thing. It's a word that, again, many people don't like, moderation. Like, oh, what does moderation mean? It means don't overdo it. <laughs> really kind of self-explanatory, even though a lot of people don't like it because they don't think it defines it. I love when someone says to me, well, how much should I eat of blank? A huge bowlful, the average person knows is too much. We mostly know when our portions are too big. We just want somebody to have to remind us. But if we really pay attention, we know. We know when we're eating too much. And when we talk about portion sizes, it's not as a big a mystery as some people make it out to be. In the perfect world, if you could give people like a list, maybe it's like five things, it could be more, it could be a little less, but of small but really powerful changes people can make in their diet. Is it like, you know, one of the big ones I always say is swap out your canola or your vegetable oil for extra virgin olive oil. Like, and I think that throws people off because they're expecting me to say like, add more greens into your whatever or eat more protein but I'm like it, it, it depends like can you tolerate that stuff do you have IBS do you not have IBS do you like this stuff but like maybe some really tangible things that people can make good swaps for that are healthier than maybe what they're consuming now well a lot of times I don't even like to approach it with a swap I like to approach it with what should you have more of and what you have more of, then by default, a lot of the things become less of without having to put any kind of negative spin on it. So the first thing that I do like to say is everyone needs to find a way to eat more vegetables without a doubt. And at the beginning, if you even like those vegetables fried, go for it. Eventually we want them non-fried, but for starters, what we want to do is at dinner time. Let's make it easy. At dinner time, you look at your dinner plate and you try your best to make sure there is a vegetable there on that plate. Because if you're putting a vegetable on that plate, it's taking up hopefully some of the room of something else. Ideally, we work towards getting half the plate to be the vegetable. And then a quarter of the plate is whatever your protein choice is going to be, whether it be seafood, whether it even be red meat, whether it be beans, whether it be tofu. And then the other quarter could be your carbohydrate that's high in fiber. And maybe at the beginning, it's not. Maybe it's not high in fiber. Maybe it's just white rice. I'm okay with that. In some cultures, totally acceptable. But the difference is it's not the bottom of the plate. It's not the entire plate. It's now a quarter of the plate. Everything. So even sitting, so there's really nothing off the limit. It's reorganizing your plate. So the first thing is getting those veggies in there. 
Then once you've realized, hey, I got it on my plate, I can go a little bit more. I can make that into a bigger portion. Maybe I can even add a salad to start with, not your meal. Don't make your meal your salad, but start with a salad so it helps to fill you up. So veggie on the plate, eventually half the plate, and then also a side salad. Then the next thing is you do want fat in your meal, 100%. So yes to olive oil, but also yes to watching the portion size. So you want fat, but you want to think about where it's coming from. Healthier fats, those that are high in monounsaturated fats. So, I mean, canola oil, that's a whole nother story. But if you, olive oil, it's great. There's other cooking oils that are also high in monounsaturated fats. That would be great to use. But you can't get heavy handed. So include the fats. But there you really also, it's coming down to portion size. I've had patients over the years that they cook with oil. They put oil on their salad. They saute their vegetable in oil. And before they know it, they've used tablespoons, plural, of olive oil. And even though it's great for them, it's too much. But it's also, for those that don't include any fat, then they're wondering why they're always hungry. So yes to fats, yes to those monounsaturated, but watch the portion. Then the thing to do is to, believe it or not, Start drinking some water. Take a sip, drink water. And why do we want to drink water? It's funny. Growing up, my mother, and you know, it's funny. Some of the, it's, I didn't get into this because of my mother at all, but I did grow up with a mother that discovered health food stores before they were popular. And we had natural peanut butter on the table before anybody wanted. I mean, nobody wanted to come to my house to eat. But anyway, water. She would say, don't drink water with your meals because it will fill you up. Okay, kind of right. So actually drink water. Water. Stay hydrated because a lot of times people think they're hungry throughout the day and they're not hungry. They're dehydrated. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, but I hate water. I mean, people actually do hate water. There are those that exist. Well, you could do sparkling water. You could do seltzer. You could do any unsweetened beverage. You could even do coffee, believe it or not, as long as it is unsweetened and you're not putting a bunch of added fat to it and not having a huge Starbucks, you know, vent day or something with whipped cream. That's not what I'm talking about. But you, as long as you consume some hydrating liquid is what we want to help fill up. So we have the vegetables, we have the healthy fats, we have the water. Any idea where what I might suggest next? You want to you want to take a guess? I would maybe guess a protein of some kind, but I might be believe wrong. it or not. I want the protein there, okay. but I'm going to focus on our carbs for a moment because everybody is oh. afraid of carbs. Yes, let's talk. And <laughs> I am I am team carbs. I am totally team carbs. But I feel I'm also the expert of butts. You want to make sure those carbs are providing fiber in the ideal world. So maybe it's first you check your portion size. So you sit down to two slices of bread, not like a huge, I don't know what they call it in Canada, but like we don't want a hero. 
which is a huge like a sub roll. I don't know what you guys what do you what do you call that kind of bread? Well, we like have Italian like bread. like a to- there's a toast you can get that's called you'll love this a Texas size toast because it's huge. Of course. Or right. okay. <laughs> or yes, you could get like uh, like I mean, there's like the Italian panini types right. of breads the sub I guess a sub type of bread which it's sub, a lot right. of bread yeah it's a lot of bread so so much better control by starting with two slices just it's more controlled but then you want to up your game you want to eventually start doing whole grains and 100% whole grains and the reason for that is you want foods that have fiber because everything we do I mean yes food is about it, it's nutrients and the we can start with with what fiber provides us and every food that I'm talking about, the vegetables, the healthy fats, those all have nutrients that are beneficial. But if any of your listeners are also, well, well, I also like to keep my weight in check, then we're talking satiety. And fiber and healthy fats provide satiety. And without them, if you're hungry all the time, you're more prone to overeating. So whole grains in our carbs and yes to pasta, but the way you build your meal, back to that original thought. Remember when I said add the vegetables, even to your pasta. And you mentioned shrimp. All right. I love, I do a lot of shrimp t- tossed into my pasta. So the pasta is a co-star. It's not the main actor. It's co-starring. And it's important to think of your carbs that way. Not the main event, not the main attraction, but a co-star. And then... After we mean we've discussed the carbs, the veggies, I feel like people should not, when we talk carbs, also forget the fruit. Fruit is our friend, has lots of nutrients. Try to have at least, start with at least one piece of fruit a day. One piece is a starter. Then ideally, you want to go to two. Now, even with fruit, for those who need to be calorie conscious or need to watch their blood sugars, You just got to watch your portion size, even with fruit, because the calories can add up. But the carbs in fruit are the healthy carbs. Those are the carbs we want. Big difference between natural and occurring sugar and added sugar. And I think, I don't know what the the rumor is in Canada, but here in the U.S., people have gotten them confused. And they've decided that all sugar is bad. And that's another pet peeve of mine. No, all sugar is not bad. The same way not they fall under carbs. Not all carbs are bad. It's choosing the better in each category. I will say there was a while there where I remember there was a bunch of, I won't say their names, but larger influencers <laughs> online that were like, no to fruit because it has so much sugar. And if you are going to have like the teeniest amount of fruit, it has to be first thing in the morning. And in my head, I'm like, in what oh, universe does this make right. sense? Like, <laughs> you know, like, I, I just, like, fruit is so not, na- I'm a very much of, like, find what's natural in the world. Like, please reduce the amount of processed foods and, like, refined sugars that we're eating. But it, it's yes. also life, right? Like, we do it 80%, even 90% of the time. But, and find what you can. If it grows out in nature, I'm like, you know what? It's It's meant for us. We're meant to consume it. And there's just so many, like, you hear one thing and then people are like, don't do this. And you're like, okay. Like, I I thought, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You're so confused. Like, how how are you supposed to live? I was just actually interviewed on a how to do a no sugar diet. And I was like, first of all, there's no formal definition of a no sugar diet. Mm -hmm. 
And second of all, let's talk about what kind of sugar we're talking about. Yes to naturally occurring, limit. I'm never going to say no to anything, but limit added sugars. That's what we want to do. We want to limit. We don't necessarily need to avoid because, yes, this is life. And life should be enjoyed. And, yes, I look at it, it's what you do like 80%, if we're going to put numbers, 80%. And then the, you know, last night I had dinner late. And, yes, I had pizza, pizza for dinner. Okay. But my husband was so funny. He's like, do you really enjoy the slice? Because I like a white pizza, you know, no sauce extra cheese. Yes, I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, and that's what I like. But he said to me, do you like it? Because I got him the plain slices for him without the broccoli and the broccoli for me. And he's like, do you like it better with the broccoli? And I said, well, I guess I do. And even if I don't, I do feel better about having it's like, a, it's like, a. at least I know I'm getting my veggie in. And I did feel good about that. So I had my pizza, two slices, but I stopped at two. And I had the cheese that I love, but I also got a green. So th that's also considered balance, in my opinion. The one thing I would like right? to like speak on, too, is the idea of, uh, like, I, I was telling you before we hit record, I'm not newly pregnant. I feel like I've been pregnant forever at this point, but it's still kind of, <laughs> it's still like I just went into my second trimester. So now for right. me these like food cravings are starting to come out. And there was a small little portion where I was kind of into pickles, which is like, I mean, I feel like every pregnant person talks about that. And I remember reading a label and I, f I have since found actual like natural pickles and stuff, but man, it was like the amount of sugar that was in pickles. And you're like, this is supposed to be a healthy food. And it was like, sucrose whatever it is sucrose glucose like okay it was like the second well, thing in the label and I was like oh no <laughs> because usually that's not the case usually it's just very high in sodium because I am a huge pickle fan like it's ridiculous I love pickles and I'm not pregnant okay I just I love pickles so I'm surprised there's plenty of pickles out there that will just be high in sodium and I also will add this what you're craving, allow yourself. It's not a big deal, okay? It's really not. And those cravings will come and go. The worst is when you're pregnant, if you have a food aversion, and then you never can return to it. I've had that happen to many friends. So be glad right now it's just a cravings, and then maybe it's going to be weird, but it doesn't matter. It will. This too shall pass. But pickles... Yay to pickles. I'm totally another huge fan and yeah. enjoy them. But I'm surprised it had a lot of sugar because there might be some natural, I mean, but very little. It shouldn't have a lot of sugar in pickles. No, this one was anyway. like, uh, it was one of those big brand names, which right away I should have been like red flag right there. So I got like one of these no name right. mom pa type of pickles, but it's yes. just, it's, it's, no, really you know what? If you, if you have a farmer's market yeah. nearby, I don't know if you do that. And if you have a pickle guy there, <laughs> I always farmer's markets, pickle guys, they're the best. The pickles at farmer's markets are always the way to go. Hands down. My new one is pineapple. Like I could commit crime for pineapple. pineapple. Yeah. Oh, you're not, not a pineapple pickle. No, you mean just pineapple, like the fruit craving is like pineapple. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, I like pineapple, well, but now it's like. 
I need a pineapple or somebody's going to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like pineapple too. Well, look at the bright side. These are really all healthy cravings. Yeah, that's right? what I keep saying. <laughs> and I wouldn't worry about it at all. I mean, not important. What's important is that you keep yourself well-nourished with the important nutrients while you're pregnant, because yes, you're feeding for two. And then afterwards, if you're breastfeeding, that you're aware that you're doing that for two. Um, and basically not be hard on yourself because there's going to be a lot of, I mean, this is a whole nother podcast okay, of the stressors that can come with a newborn or raising a child in today's world culture around food. I mean, you know, we're saying how there's the elitist and there's a lot of people out there that will end up making some moms feel pretty terrible about how they feed their children. And that's not necessary. It's no, not necessary at all. It's the keyboard warriors that are out. That come yes. out. Before we right. switch gears, because I want to, I want to ask you a little bit of a different question other than nutrition. I'm curious sure. if there is any like trend right now in the nutrition world or the health world that you're seeing that you're like, yes, I wish more people were doing more of this. And also on the flip side, a trend that you're like, oh my God, I wish people would stop promoting this. This is the worst thing to be talk or sharing or promoting. Okay. Got it. First one would be eating more plants. So plant forward eating and that doesn't mean being a vegan it doesn't mean being a vegetarian you can still eat red meat it just means having more plants in your diet who can argue with that i mean i really can't argue with it that is we should all be doing more of that what i wish would go away well a lot of those are are fads so the fads that come and go it's like i just wish everyone would stop getting their advice on tiktok and following the you know like the chia cleanse or the onion water i mean there's just craziness out there personally i'm not a big fan of the keto diet i still feel the keto diet should be for those under a doctor's supervision uh it's not a weight loss prescribed diet it is eliminate too many important food groups with too many important nutrients and we should not be eating most of our calories from fat so i kind of wish that that would fade it doesn't seem to be going anywhere what i'd also like to see is just a side note is that more people look at health as an entire lifestyle package so not even looking at it as what diet should i follow next but what healthy habits should i decide to pick up next food is just one of them Sleep. Oh, I could only sleep better. Sleep is huge. I don't know how your sleep is right now. Pregnant women struggle. Okay. So depending upon positioning, I just got a weighted blanket. I'm hoping that will help. I don't know. Probably the only thing that will help is if I don't sleep with my dog, but then what, then life isn't worth living. So I just can't even, but yeah. And we also think about ways to lower our stress levels. So not looking at health as just food. But looking at it as stress, less stress, more physical activity, moving our bodies more, finding something you love to do and do more of it and getting adequate sleep and then doing our best that we can with our diet. So it's like the pillars of all four. 
No, every single health expert or doctor or practitioner that's come on here has said the exact same thing. This is the lifestyle approach and it encompasses everything you were just mentioning. And you can't necessarily right. do one without kind of feeding into the other. And I kind of feel right. like some people, like maybe you start with one thing. Like for me, it was more, I got into the space based solely on like a physical activity and for me, I had noticed doing my workouts and stuff, I was starting to look a certain way and wanted to keep it going. So that's when my food started to take a different kind of turn. And I started to look more into right. eating healthier to support my physical activity. I also find at the time of this recording, you know, we're doing this in the new year and people want to go all in on, you know, they're like, I'm going to do... Ugh an hour of exercise every single day, seven days a week. I'm going to revamp my diet. I'm going to start sleeping for nine hours a night. I'm going to, and it's like, I feel like you're just setting yourself up for not necessarily failure because some people can do it, but most people will struggle with it at some point. Yes. Most people, you can't keep that up and you can't go from zero to a hundred. It's like, I always joke, it's the couch potato. You know, the person that's been sitting on the couch and then they want to run a marathon. What were you thinking? (laughs) Let's just get yourself off the couch, okay? Let's just start there. Let's maybe do a walk around the block. Mm -hmm. But people put too much expectations, especially at the beginning of the new year. And I do believe they're setting themselves up for failure, at least the average person. There's Mm -hmm. always going to be an exception to the rule. So what are some you know, you were saying before, like, find some sort of movement and stuff, essentially, that you love. But in your experience, being I know you're also a certified yoga teacher, same here. I love it. I love connecting with fellow yogis. (laughs) But you're also in the health and wellness space. So for you, like, what is an ideal physical activity? And maybe you can just speak to yourself, uh, maybe, you know, your average client, but are you like, I want you to walk this amount every day or twice a week? Like, what would you recommend for people? Well, first I recommend finding something that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. So it has to be like, yeah, you you and I obviously passion for yoga. Okay. I don't know why people don't like it. Some (laughs) people really don't like yoga. I mean, the worst is when they say, well, I'm not flexible. And I'll be like, well, that's the reason you should be doing yoga. But anyway, (laughs) so what else? I mean, walking. Walking is a great activity. I just want people to get out there and move more. And I don't like to have them do X amount of hours a day or 30 minutes. I mean, it can really vary. We might have a little barking starting now, and I hope not. I'm just saying it right there. My my dog is coming home. He was supposed to stay out longer, and it seems like he didn't want to stay out in the cold. So he's now coming home and let's suppose he might run up to me. We'll see. Let's well, hopefully he's not. Anyway, sorry about that. Uh, walking your dog, great exercise. Uh, finding something that you enjoy. I mean, I can't stress enough. I will say doing it at least three days a week. All right. I think three days a week and also doing something where it's not necessarily planned per se, meaning. If you live in a city, perhaps you get off a subway stop earlier, a bus stop earlier. Just try, well, that it would be planned. But trying to walk more, just in, include it in your day. Or taking stairs instead of elevators, if you can. Walking up an escalator, if it's one of those really, really long escalators. Finding opportunity. 
standing up, walking around a little bit more. Just move the body more. That is really what I recommend. Okay, oh, he's being good. <laughs> anyway, uh, just moving more. I mean, really is what I feel. And I feel finding what you love. I had a patient once that used to love ping pong. Now one could argue, wait a second, that's not activity. But he played it in the office every day at lunch. And according to him, his playing was like serious ping pong playing. And I was like, that counts. I mean, personally, I did also start pickleball. Uh, just because it's all the rave right now. Everybody's playing it. I wanted to join in. but And I happen to really enjoy it. But finding what works for you. And that's coming back to, we keep saying, so many things are individualized. You have to do something. So find that something. And there is something for everyone because there could be someone listening. It's like, I don't like doing anything. Trust me. There's always something. You just haven't found it. Yeah, no, I, I think your approach is so like, we make things in the space so complicating. And so like, it yes. has to be this way at this amount of time. And because everybody else online is doing it this way. And I'm like, oh my God, that's just so boring. No. If we're all doing the same <laughs> thing all the time. I'm right. very much like. Right. When I go to the grocery store, I park as far away as I possibly can. So I'm forced to walk in. Yes. When I was younger, I absolutely hated it. But my dad was very much the person who was like, take the stairs. And I I used to work (laughs) with him and he'd make, I appreciate it now. But at the time it was like, oh, yes. But I do the same, like I take the stairs whenever I can. And it's just, you know, if I'm on the phone. I mean, minus this podcast that we're doing right now, I'm usually walking back and like, why not? It's better than just sitting on the couch and talking. Right, right, exactly. Yep. I mean, just using your brain to say to yourself, it doesn't have to be complicated. You just have to move more. Just literally move more. I mean, you could get, I mean, unfortunately, it's a it's a good thing and not a bad thing. My dog's making noise. I'm so sorry. Um, It can be good or bad. Like I just got an Apple Watch. All right. And I never cared about my steps. Now I'm a little overly obsessed with them. I'm hoping it goes away. But I'm like, oh, my God, you know, yes, 10,000 steps. I'm doing great. And without really even trying that hard. So for some people, just seeing how much they move or not move and getting like a watch that will monitor that might be actually a good tool. It could either be very useful to make you see that you're not moving enough and it will help you to move more. The only thing you don't want it to do is make you neurotic, which I'm thinking I might be prone to happening, and uh, and then be feeling like you're not doing enough because it's also okay. It's like, who decided we have to do 10,000 steps? I don't even know where that comes from. But just do more, Yeah. period. Do more than you're doing, period. Absolutely. I would love to switch gears and talk to you about Patera Kitchen because it's something that's so unique and when I saw it it come through on the one sheet I was like oh wow this is I've never had anybody come in and talk about it I would love to talk you had said you had started in COVID and you you like your dogs more than you like some people and stuff which I get I mean I absolutely (laughs) do get that but exactly what like really why was this such a passion for you and why is it something that people should care about when it comes to their pets other than just going to like the grocery store and buying any sort of brand and feeding it to their pet well it started because I had gotten my crazy dog in the middle of COVID and um and he was not I hate to say I mean I guess you can call him a COVID dog but I had planned on getting him before COVID hit and when he came 
my partner baked him cookies. He went crazy for these cookies. My partner is also a chef. So when she gave it to him and he loved it, and Jackie and I always were talking about like, what else can we do? We need to do this. And she's always been passionate about the planet. I've always been passionate about dogs. And we're both passionate about health. So we decided with these cookies, wait a second, maybe we have something here. It was also at the time where everybody was making sourdough bread. And we're like, well, they're going to bake the bread. What's so hard about taking this mix, adding a little water, and baking them? And in 13 minutes, you have thumbprint cookies for dogs. And in 15 minutes, you have a botanical bark for cats. Because Jackie's the cat person, I'm the dog person. She always says to me, you forget about the cats. I don't mean to, but I'm just so dog driven. Anyway, so we decided this because, and this is just our launch. We decided on the baking mix to start because it's giving people also an activity to do. And an activity to do with either their dog, believe it or not. I mean, their dog can watch. I mean, Cooper, if you watch the video that we've done, he's like, at the stove, at the oven, you know, like he knows I'm baking him for, he gets all excited. You feel good. Like you're baking for a loved one or you could do it. I've done it with the neighbors, uh, my neighbors. I've done it. I have grandkids. I've done it with the grandkids. I have done it because it's a fun activity. And that brings into the whole humanization. And why also humanization? Because let's be honest, we all think of our pets as our children and more and more people are also wanting to, to feed them with the same guidelines that we feed ourselves. And I'm not saying that they should eat exactly like us. No, don't get me wrong. Dogs and cats, they are animals. I'm not, I mean, I like to call them non-animals, but they're animals. And they have special meal requirements, nutrition requirements, like, just like humans. But what we've also have realized what they don't need is treats that also come from animal products that are decreasing the paw print, as I like to say it, of our planet. Because if we're going to make one positive change with feeding our dogs and cats, if we cut animal products away, and, and to be clear, not away from their main food, but they don't necessarily need it in their treats, then we're making a difference. So we felt, okay, our baking mixers are made 100% plant-based. All you have to do is add water. So, okay, check all nutritious ingredients, ingredients that you or I would eat. There's nothing added. There's no fillers. And then we'd also package it in compostable packaging. Check, good for the environment. Labels that can get removed, good for the environment. And everything that we're doing is true to our mission of making our planet greener and also making our dogs healthier because of the ingredients all have functional benefits. So it's good for their guts, it's good for their joints, there's prebiotics in there. And then lastly, being fun, because we like the idea of doing something fun with your dog or cat. And that's basically, so it started as a gift and it became a business. Well, it makes so much sense too, when we talk about like how all humans are different and how we have different requirements and different needs. And then I think a lot of the time when people think of pets, it's like for all, even like a perfect example, I grew up with pets. We had one dog who was, I, you'll probably laugh at this, 
he was like a human garbage can. Like, it did not matter. He could eat anything. He used to eat cigarette butts, which is absolutely disgusting. (laughs) No one in my family smoked, but if we took him on a walk and there were cigarette butts, like, I mean, he was a champ. He ate anything. Did not matter if you're like, you know, like he ate chocolate one day and it was like, I remember the family just losing their mind. Like, oh my God, this is so bad. Like, they're not supposed to eat chocolate. And like, he'll like live in his best life. Just love life. Then we got this other dog who is like my dad refers to him as a diva because he's he like can't have his collar on when he's eating. He doesn't like bowls because he doesn't like his face in the bowl. And he's so sensitive to so many different foods. And it was really it's really hard for like my dad to wrap his head around because he's like, well, he's an like he's right. an animal, like he's a pet. And I'm like, but yeah. some dogs are so sensitive, right? Yeah. Some dogs are so sensitive. That and, is true. They can eat. And 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 that's also what we like about ours is it's free of top top allergens. Totally free of top allergens. Well, it's amazing. So that's too. also really good. Because yeah. this way any really he's banging. I don't know. Hopefully you can't hear that. No, he's we're banging good. his dish. He's banging <laughs> his dish. No, okay. we're good. We're um, good. It's so, yeah, just... dogs, dogs and cats like people. Okay. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. really the same. There's no one size fits all. I mean, uh-huh. Cooper, Cooper doesn't eat any beef or any chicken. He does much better with seafood. It's just the way it. it is. Yeah. You know, no, you I get love to, it. you get to figure it out and you know, he loves the cookies and the cookies. You can also put peanut butter on them or cream cheese. I mean, I break it up for him because I, he's constantly in training. So I use them as training treats, but you could use them as, uh, at birthday parties. You could use them. I mean, there's just so many we've been doing actually what's called yappy hours. We've teamed up with a social pause app and they have these events where they're trying to match dogs and people together to share and uh we give out the the treats uh cooper can't come because his interpersonal skills are lacking but anyway i mean it's just yeah it's fun and the you know, what can i say patera kitchen has just started uh we plan to eventually do ready to make uh ready to eat i should say treats but the baking mix is the foray and we just think it's something special yeah, no, it sounds amazing. And I love that everything is so natural because that was one thing I remember hearing some talk, doctor talking about a podcast. I'm like, pet food and how much it's full of like corn and soy and fillers. And like, you don't, if you don't no, know, you we, don't know. But yeah, I mean, the same way humans should be yeah. reading labels. Yes. I mean, when I buy anything for Cooper, I read the label. I mean, that's yeah. just always been what I do. And I have to see what's in there. And it's interesting. In his dog food, there'll be more in it. And there'll be more because it's also fortified. It's different. A treat, I want to be able to recognize everything that's in that treat. All right. And if there's some stuff like added sugar, I'm like, why does he, he doesn't eat added sugar in his dog treat. I mean, he's totally fine right now with oats and ginger and dried peanut butter those are some of our ingredients rosemary these will work for him okay so and we've made sure that our products are afco approved meaning that they have been looked at they've been looked at i should say by nutritionists to make sure that what's in them are safe for our pets because also very very important perfect and before i you know send everybody to check you out and to buy some patera 
treats if they want to. Is there anything that I haven't asked you, whether it's a health or wellness tip or a little piece of advice or anything along those lines that you wish I had asked you that you want to leave with the audience? I think you've asked everything, but I want the audience to remember this. We're all human, okay, except our pets, Uh, but we're going to make mistakes and that's okay. It is totally, totally Health and wellness is not just something that we 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 achieve and then it's done. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's lifelong. It's something that we're constantly aspiring and we're constantly going to aspire to do better. And I actually said, um, you know, I was trying to come up with something really clever on Instagram for the new year. I mean, who wasn't? And I couldn't come up with anything clever. So I decided just to tell people there's one word that I want everyone to think about in 2023, and that's kindness. I know it sounds corny, but I think it's like being kind to ourselves. So that has to do with health and wellness. So what if you're not perfect? So what, you know, you made a, you ate the wrong, who cares? In the scheme of things, you try to do your best. So be kinder to yourself, be kinder to others. Even if they're really driving you insane, you know, try kindness is really can go a long way. And then kindness, yes, of course, to our dogs, but that's to be a no-brainer and our cats and kind to our planet. Because I do think that if we're not kind to our planet, then us humans, us pets, generations to come will have nowhere to live. And I know it might sound corny, but those are my words of wisdom. No, I love it so much. And I think it's, you know, being in the yoga space, we talk about ahimsa all the time, but, and it's always like to ourselves and others, but a lot of the time we don't think about the planet and what we are doing to contribute to it, you know, falling apart. And I always say like mother nature is incredible. She will push back when we've exploited her and done things we're not. And that's what she's doing. She does it all the time. Like, you know what I mean? But Carrie, this has been such an incredible conversation. If people want to check you out online, if they want to follow along with you or maybe buy some Patera treats, where can everybody go and find you? Well, for personal for me, it's Carrie Gans, K-E-R-I-G-A-N-S-N-Y.com. And follow me on all my social and also tune into my podcast, The Carrie Report. And uh, for Patera Kitchen, it's Patera, P-E-T-E-R-R-A, kitchen.com. And you can buy things online, um, our products online, everything and everything about us is right there too. Well, and thank you for having me on. This really has been a fun discussion. Thank you so much. I will make sure everything is linked in the show notes so people can click right through there and connect with you. Thank you so much for this conversation. If you love this podcast episode, spread the love by sharing this with your friends and family, share it out on social media, and don't forget to give it a five-star rating and review. From the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful that you are here. Until next time.